today on Commitment to Truth. Husbands, we, if we're all honest, we struggle to love our wives like Christ does the church. Wives, your struggle will be to respect your husband as God commanded you. These are two main root struggles, root issues that we all have. In other words, when a man is respected, he then is what? Loved. And a woman is loved, she is respected. When a man truly understands how to love his wife, then she feels respected. Right? Because every woman says, I need to be respected too. Absolutely you do. But if we don't love you properly, you feel disrespected. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. Uh, Number five, we've got two more points. Husbands, uh, loving your wife is to first grow to love yourself. This is so easy to skip over. Look at verse 28 again. So husbands also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves who? Himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. So you could flip that part and say, well, I don't like myself, so therefore I don't want to nourish and cherish myself. And if you don't like yourself, and you're not nourishing and cherishing yourself, you're going to nourish and cherish who? Your wife. But Just, I think that's where, where healing comes in, recognizing that, and I, that's male or female, recognizing that brokenness in yourself, that you can ask God to bring healing yeah. to, to that mm-hmm. place so yeah. that you can... Love yourself. And I don't mean in a haughty way, but just loving the creation of the you, the magnificent masterpiece that God made Mm -hmm. of you. You're created in his image. And I know sometimes from our past, we might not feel that way, that we're so great. But that's where we need that to allow God's space first Mm -hmm. to recognize, yeah, I got an issue there. And to let the Lord come Mm -hmm. in and bring healing in those places. So I like to always say it this way. If the boy always appears in the marriage, there's something you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying, guys <laughs> and gals, girl. you, mm-hmm. we can pout and act just like a little kid. It's like, why am I acting like this little kid right now? You know, you know pouting and sucking my thumb, you know, because she's not giving me you know, what I want. You know, I'm not communicating now because she didn't do X, Y, Z. And it's like the little boy keeps appearing. So why do I always act this way? If the little boy appears, the little boy, the grown boy, grown man is hurt. He's been hurt as a child. It's a wound that hasn't been healed. Little boy always appears means that you need to go back in time and deal with the little boy. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yep. Mm-hmm. Little girl always appears, go deal with the little girl who's been hurt. So it could be, uh, well, guys, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to really open up and and share what I'm really, really thinking to her because, you know, she's going to hurt me. She's going to, 
take advantage of me. No. If there's that skittishness, you need to go behind the veil and go be with Jesus and let him heal you. If, you, if this is, there's this machismo and controlling, uh, you know, well, no, no, you, you got to tell me wherever you go, you breathe. Tell me you breathe in. Well, there, there's something wrong. You're just smothering her and she won't. Listen, I can't believe. Listen, Lisa had the audacity to come on. I came on one day and says, you know what? Uh, 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 I need some time on my own. Like, keep in mind, she stayed home. She, we're blessed that she was able to stay home with all three kids. So she was all only talking kid talk the whole day. She's like, and I come home. He said, well, you know, I, I, need, I need to uh, get away for a bit. You know, I need a night to just, no, not go out and party, whatever. Her getaway was she wanted to go to Borders, uh, uh, Borders Bookstore. Remember that? Barnes, Barnes, Barnes & Nobles. And just go read a book and drink some tea by herself. And I was like, well, well what do you mean? I can't come with you. No, no. <laughs> He's like, oh, what do you mean? You know, now keep in mind, we, we're not going to the extreme. Oh, you just go on a cruise by yourself? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh, I'm just going on a cruise with my girlfriends. Nope. <laughs> In other words, life changing experiences, our covenant is we're doing it together. together. You ain't going on a cruise without me. I ain't going on a cruise without you. Because we're making memories together. together. Because you, you, you never know. Right setting, right temperature, right soil. Anything can happen. Just for the record. So there's, there's there are guards that you gotta put around your marriage contextually. Make sense? But no, shucks, you need to go and read a book. Need some you know downtime or whatever. I need to be the first that go do that. Go be with the women in women's ministry to, to laugh and grow. You need to create that space. But if I'm so insecure, if I'm so controlling, well, 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 we didn't spend time with each other. We didn't get our time together. Dude, chill. There's some insecurity that you have that you have to always be around your wife and your family. Go figure it out. Could it be that your daddy wasn't there? Could it be that you saw your daddy do something strange to your mama and you'd want to be like them so much that you're really starting to act like him? Go deal with it. Settle it. You know, so yeah, this is for the guys because we need to model it, but there's also for the ladies, man. If that little boy or girl keeps showing up, there's that responsibility. Go be with Jesus and figure that thing out. And let him heal those wounds. Yeah, and let him heal. Mm-hmm. Right? Because this word, it ever means this. Have you ever hated his own? Have you once formerly made a bad mistake? Once formerly? At some time you've loved yourself. At some time you may not have loved yourself. But at some time you have loved yourself. And if that is what helps you start to love your wife, lean on at that some time so you can start doing what? Loving her. Make sense? And here's our last point. It's for both uh, husbands and wives. 
husbands and wives, loving, loving and respecting each other is to grow, to glue together. Joined, it means to cleave, stick to, to glue one thing to another. This first action takes place in the future. It is a linear action in which something changes or progress, pro, progress, uh, progresses straight from one stage to another and has a starting point and an ending point. When we're moving together in a marriage instead of against each other, it makes life so much sweeter. Mm -hmm. Gentlemen, when you are fully loving your wife and she's feeling secure, appreciated, and respected, in a relationship, she does not feel the need to be defensive. Mm. She can let down the walls because she's safe with you. She can be soft and mm. she can be, her feminine, femininity can come through because yeah. if she does not feel that way, she's going to protect herself. Yeah, and if she has kids, she's going to make sure her and her kids are good. With you or without with, you. With or without you. So the defenses <laughs> are going to come up. But I, I'm telling you, if you are loving your wife as Christ loved the church and gave his life for, she'll fall right in the line. Amen. Because she has nothing to fear because yeah. she's safe. Yeah, yeah. Now remember, it says this is their, this linear verb. In other words, it has a start ending. It may not start glued, but it should end glued. There should be this progressive gluing because progressively trust begins to grow, Right? That I, I am confident that I can leave permanently mom and dad to permanently glue to my wife versus always looking over my shoulder and, oh, I got to take care of mom, got to take care of mom. No, you don't anymore. Your responsibility is to take care of your bride mm -hmm. completely. All right? If you agree now as husband and wife to take care of mom, you follow me? It's cleave. Then you can look back to say, what is our permissible responsibility to mom and dad? Not doing this, trying to hold on to two. Cleave completely. Right? Now, again, this takes time. I remember uh, uh, because of some of my past idiotic frustrations at Lisa, and it wasn't like, 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 sinful stuff, but it was sinful enough, meaning that if I, every time she came to me, I was trying to fix her. Well, it may work the first time. After a while, she's like, well, why are you always trying to fix me? Can you just listen? But our tendency as men is to fix and solve, get to the end. Okay, where well, something wrong with you, well, do, you should be doing this, 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 this. And especially if you have the Bible handy. Yeah. And, and that's not, and that's not what we yeah, yeah. we need all, all the so, time. And I, and I had it, it had it had kind of put a wedge between yeah. us because I wouldn't share my heart with him. Mm -hmm. I would go to my best friend, and I would pour out on her. And then I, one one day we were out in the yard, and we were talking, and, and I um, think I think I brought it up. He, yeah, because I, I was well, feeling some kind of way. He said, "Well, I don't like when you go to somebody else. Why can't you come to me?" And I told him, "I don't feel safe because mm -hmm. you're always trying to fix me or telling me yeah. what I want to do. Sometimes I just want to vent." Yeah. And if I don't want to hear yeah. God to deal with he all God always deals with me down the road, but I just want to vent. Yeah. Now here here's here's the tricky part, guys. Um, she was right in part. And and we had to flesh that out on our deck. I said, You're right, but you're wrong. In other words, I'm no longer that man. I said, Tell me and I told her, mm -hmm. I said, Tell me the last time I did that. She couldn't find it. 
because that's who I was. And she was holding that against me. But it was my responsibility to discover that. You follow me? It's like I had to want her to say, you're my friend. Matter of fact, you're my best friend. I had to want that. So I had to uncover that and be like, hold up. Why don't you come to me? And I started, why? Why? What? Because? And it started coming out. And I was like, all right, I respect that, but I'm not that man anymore. Got to give me a chance. And to her credit, she gave me a chance, and hopefully it's better, isn't it? Yes, it's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, from that, you know, that, you know, I had to also learn the art of listening, meaning that there's times that, Again, my, my male tendency was, okay, well, well, and fix it, fix it, fix it, you know, kiss the boo-boo or whatever and, get, and move on. Uh, but I had to learn that the times that I was even silent and letting her speak, what would happen? You say, Am I, do you want me to answer you or just listen? You want me to fix it or you just want me to listen? Yeah, because when I got quiet, she was like, well, say something. <laughs> it's like, well, like last month you told me don't say anything. <laughs> And that's, that's our moving target, guys. It's like one time she'll be like, talk, tell me, tell me, give me your opinion. And the other time it'll be like, just be quiet. I'm just venting right now. You, you know, and, and, and it's, tough for us to, it's tough for us to register that. So I just earned, I learned art. Okay, all right, uh, am I listening right now? <laughs> or do you want me to say something? So I, guys, I literally asked the question. And, and it's become extremely helpful. You know, that she, many times she'll laugh. It's like, no, no, I want you to say something right now. You know? <laughs> and then I'll just download whatever. And again, the trust will grow to a point that, yeah, there are times I have to say, sweetheart, listen to what the Bible says. But, but you can't start off that way. You have to earn the privilege to say, sweetheart, listen, I hear what you're saying, but you're tripping right now. What does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. She should have the right to speak into my life, exactly. to tell me strong things. But that's where trust and you, you get and you glue together. And, and there's times she'll get on me about certain things and I'll be trying to weasel my way out of it. And I'll just get quiet like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Now, when I used to say you're right, you're right. She's, oh, you're just saying that. Remember? Yeah. But now I'm like, no, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, because I did start out, you know, emotionally. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just to get her to just like, to be quiet. just be quiet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But in my heart, she wasn't really right, you know, <laughs> but, but that's, but that takes time. Again, it's that linear action that something is changing progressively on a straight trajectory. And eventually it gets to a point that you are glued together. Amen. And listen, and listen, learn to listen I think yeah. you said it to your wife. Yeah. God speaks to her too. Yeah. Because sometimes he can't get to you, so he'll speak to her. Mm-hmm. Listen. Yeah. And, and here's the beautiful thing. Don't, don't be offended. Yeah. And again, the beautiful thing about this, everything we share with you, is part of you must die. And to me, that is the most painful part of it all, is that who you have the privilege to live with, that part of you, Sometimes it's not what God wants to remain in a marriage. So I like to flesh it out this way whenever I do premarital counseling. 
I said, can you imagine someone walking down the street with two heads, four legs, four arms, right? Two mouths, four eyes, four ears. You, you'll think that's a little strange, right? But that's how so many of us try to live in marriage. Is that, no, my head is better than yours. My eyes are better than yours. But he says two should become what? One. So a part of you must go. go. And then what happens is in marriage, we start having what we call phantom pain. You know what phantom pain is? When, you, when someone loses a limb, they actually still feel the pain of what is missing. But there's that process of growing to appreciate what is being added to you. And, and the final part of that is God always keeps the best the of best, you. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yep. He, he only wants the best for the marriage. So he's only going to take the best from you, going to take the best from your wife and bring it in unison under him. Yep. Amen. Yep. So, so it's actually a win-win. Mm-hmm. Once you get through that, the pain of, of dying to self, that part of you that just can't exist anymore in that marriage, at the end of the day, he keeps the best because he wants you to win. Amen? Real quick. I'm well, sorry. Go ahead, do that. Go ahead. I'm do that. I just just kind of like a homework. When you guys get home tonight, when, you know, kids to bed and it's quiet and, you know, you're chilling or whatever, be brave enough to ask the question, ask your wife, how am I loving you? And be prepared for the answer. Don't get offended because you want to find out how you can do better. And vice versa, ask your husband, Am I respecting you? How or how can I respect you better? And and go from there because you, you you're, you're fact finding. So don't nobody get offended. Fact fact finding and then come together and pray mm-hmm. and yeah. ask God to help you both. And don't be offended if she she says something like this. You should know. <laughs> <laughs> if you love me, you should know. <laughs> and let let me say this. You should know. One time, <laughs> Lisa said to me, I think I asked you that question. And then she said something like, well, if God tells you about everybody else, why can't he tell you about you, me? <laughs> and it hit me below the belt, guys. But I, 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 from that point on, I took it to heart and said, you're right. He does. And, and from this day, uh, from that day on, I began to seek the Lord and ask him, because he says, if a man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord, and he will give it to him gener- generously. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've, I've just made that mission, my mission, okay, God, if I see some weird happening, stuff don't make sense, I just, or if we have a, an argument or whatever, I just go be with the Lord, and there's not been a time that he has not revealed to me what it is. There's not been a time that if I ask my uh uh, ask the Lord, how do I love Lisa? Or what should I be doing for Lisa? Or what can I do for Lisa? You know, for, for our anniversary, for whatever, for right down the road, she comes to mind. God says, do this for her. Has not been a time that has not been something she needed. And many times she didn't even know she needed it. Because my humble opinion is most wives don't really know what they need from you. They can't necessarily put their finger on it 
or if they put their finger on it, a year later it changes. Because they change. They ever change. And that's what weirds us out so much, guys. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute, you, last year you told me to do this. And I'm doing this well. Matter of fact, I've become an expert at what you told me to do. But then it changed. And it's like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You, you know, you just told me you, you wanted me to help do this. Well, no, I don't need that anymore. I need you to do this now. But I'm a firm believer that God can clue you in before she asks. If you humble yourself and you ask God for wisdom, he'll give it to you generously. Make sense? And in that homework, sorry, I've got this. Um, if there needs to be um, forgiveness given or asked for, hmm. take that time to do that. Mm -hmm. Honey, I'm sorry. Forgive me for not respecting you in the way that you needed to be respected. Or, mm -hmm. honey, forgive me for not loving you in the yeah. way Amen. you need to be loved. Uh, need to be loved. And also, there's a book, The Five Love Languages. I re recommend everybody to read that because you might be loving the person in the wrong place. Yeah, so. it's a good book for even if you're not married to read because it helps you understand what your love language is. Make sense? So. Thank you again for listening to our series from Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.